0: Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Good evening. Um, That was very suave, Rob. Thanks. Uh, We can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. We are on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash LAPodcast. We're on Twitter at, at LA LAPodcast. And of course, we can be found on iTunes where you can download all of our episodes. You can leave us a review. You can subscribe. If you go to the website, you can download all of the episodes individually as well. The whole back catalogue. Seeing as we're on episode 84 now, that means you've got 83 episodes before this. And Rob, just just to check before we begin this week's episode... Will we be recording next, will next week's episode be our Christmas one? We haven't arranged this, have we? I'm
1: not, let work this out. So, the last episode was posted on Sunday, so the next one posted this Sunday, which should be the 14th, the next episode was posted the week after, so it should be the 23rd. So next
0: week needs to be our Christmas episode when we record it.
1: Yeah, it might be this one. Yeah, well, this isn't going to be our Christmas
0: episode. We've got no Christmas themed stories. Okay, it's, it's the week after. <laughs> it has to be the week after, but it that episode might drop on the days after.
1: Christmas. It will be in the twelve days of Christmas.
0: Yes, we guarantee that. Yeah, uh, Rob. Before we start the podcast, um, you know, I don't necessarily believe in airing airing one's dirty laundry in public, but seeing as the only time we ever really communicate is via this podcast, I wanted to say to you, Rob, that since this podcast begun... It is. This is like airing a, a marital difficulty. Put it that way. Right. Me, okay. That you do realize that every week it is left to me to ask you when we're doing the podcast. Do and I if, sometimes feel <laughs> that if I didn't say anything, the podcast just wouldn't happen every week without a doubt. I arrange it. Yeah, th-
1: this is true, and, and it's it's uh, it's strange you should mention this. Um, I did. I realized that yesterday. Uh, so. It was quite fortunate. It took you eighty-four weeks to realise that, did it? Yeah. Well, it's been more than eighty-four weeks, on and off, roughly that. But um, the reason I do that is because usually uh, your availability wavers from week to week, and I'm pretty free most of the time. So what I tend to do. So I
0: think it was the other way around.
1: Do you think? Really? There's a miscommunication going on here.
0: But the point is, we live
1: equally exciting lives. Unfortunately, we We always know it's
0: going to be on a Thursday or a Friday, roughly, do not we?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've let's face it, it. it's yeah. been at various times throughout the week, including various mornings and various evenings and weekends, and and I think the latest one was about ten o'clock in the evening. So, but you take my point. Yes, it's not going to change. Well, it's
0: going to happen to. Why? No, no.
1: <laughs> because if I don't say when are we doing the podcast, when's it going to happen then? Whenever you tell me that's going to happen. <laughs> Right. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to. Uh, uh, if you like, at the end of each episode, we can discuss it. Not on the podcast, but people might be interested. But I don't. Okay, think. we
0: can make a preliminary plan at the end of the podcast. Okay. okay, good.
1: Now, Rob, all of
0: my story. We should say at the beginning of this. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast, normally at the end of the podcast, we have a listener story segment. Thing of the week. We do have a listener story this week, but it's from my dad. I really wanted to include it, and it's going to be woven into the other stories. So no official listener segment of the week. But we still have a listener story, mm. but it's uh, it's actually from a relative of mine, i.e., my father. Now, Rob, all of my stories this week, all of them, without fail. I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven here, which I don't think I'm going to read them all out. Okay. They all have to do with crime.
1: Right. And it's either
0: okay. bizarre crime or, yeah, actually, let's just call it all, all bizarre crime. All <laughs> of them. All, Are they all sexual seven, crimes. Or? All seven stories. There's not a single sexual one. It's oh, a shame. Yeah. No bad news animal stories either, but. Oh. So, Rob, given that I've got these seven stories that all revolve around this thing, <laughs> I'd like you to pick a number from one to seven. This is where okay. we am going to do it because I can't choose. They're all good. They're all quite short, but they're all good stories. Five! Uh, ah, okay, number five. Oh, this, is a, this is this is, this is is an unusual story, I think. It's by Patrick Grafton Green from the News Shopper, who, right. as you know, specialises in... Uh, small, slightly comical stories. Which is why I think he gets so many mentions on this podcast. I
1: think he's also on Twitter as well. Maybe we need to we start following him as well. I'll, now, I'll,
0: I'll look into that. Good idea. Uh, okay, so this is a story. It was from the uh, 3rd of December. A Bromley girl wants to make a permanent change to UK passports after her mother was accused of abducting her in a New York airport. Thirteen-year-old Katie Percival of Godwin Road has launched a petition to have the names of both parents put on the passports of under-18s. Her mother, Victoria Turner, is Katie's main carer after she and Katie's father divorced 11 years ago. However, because of the divorce, she has a different surname to Katie. Right. And in June, when the two were in JFK Airport with Katie's 12-year-old sister, Ella, an immigration officer refused to believe the three were related. Katie said, I was at JFK airport in the USA with my family. The immigration officer looked at my mum's passport, then at my sister's. He looked up and said, you have different surnames. Where's the father? My mum says he was in England. Then he asked for proof that my mum wasn't abducting us. (laughs) (laughs) Did she have a letter stating that? (laughs) I am not being kidnapped. I hereby verify that I'm not kidnapping these children. I was shocked. My mum showed him the divorce papers, our birth certificates, her previous passport with our surname and her proof of marriage. He wasn't interested and said if we were interested...
1: She had that on in her possession.
0: Yeah, you've got to be careful when you go to the United States. <coughs> Immigration, they're, they're, they're funny over there, I tell you. Okay. I was shocked. My mum showed him my divorce papers, I'll be out. He wasn't interested. He said that if we're entering the USA, we would need a written letter from our dad giving permission for my mum <laughs> to take us abroad. What an arsehole! He even threatened to send us home. I was staggered. We were eventually allowed through. Doesn't say how, Just that's what. He's got, got bored. It. Yeah, but it marred the start of our holiday, and it's something I will not forget. Katie, a member of First Chiselhurst Guides, came up for the idea of a petition in late October when she was attending an event run by Girlguiding UK and Change.org. The event was to mark the launch of Go For It, Be The Change, an activity pack written by young members of Girlguiding stuck, struck by the lack of female representation in government. Katie added, the event was showing us how to make a change for women. They were showing us how we could make petitions for women's rights. When I got home, I told my mum my idea. I remember in America it had been really scary. The immigration officer kept looking at us and questioning if we were my mum's daughters. Um, now, I've just realised, Rob, this story has nothing to do with crime. All the rest of them do. I
1: didn't like to point it out, but I was waiting for this big crescendo I mean, at the end. I, I meant
0: to say that... <laughs> and then they of, turned out to be terrorists. I meant to say
1: that all of them except one.
0: Right. And you happen to choose the first one. Okay. Um, I just wanted to read out one comment here, Rob, by Golden Broom Boy, who simply says, Good luck, Katie. Make a huge nuisance of yourself and you may get what you want. That's for past... Arrested. Yeah, well, Yeah. <laughs> As for passports, I look forward to the day when I can hold a passport bearing the title in quotes, Kingdom of England. Close
1: quotes. What a bizarre comment. Does this mean... Is he talking about maybe Scottish independence? Is it something to do with that? Or is he just some sort of... I don't Nutter. Yeah, basically. Kingdom of England. Can you imagine that? Oh, like do you? I'm Wait. from the K of K-O-E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon when, when Scotland does de- declare independence... It's not it, is going it in, to... I think it will I think the, well the Scots seem happy about it or well, some of them no they're, 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 they're not going to vote for that I hope I, can I just point out I had a girlfriend once and we were going on a trip to Edinburgh Good and, she she <laughs> uh, and she asked me whether she needed her passport do you need your passport? are you being serious? no
0: I'd take it just in case yeah or you what? never know yeah. just to prove it yeah yeah. right Rob pick a number no, number, number four, Uh three Ah, now, now we're on to my stories of... of crime.
1: crime. Crime or theft or bizarre things related to I think to theft that. and crime are the same thing. I mean, th- theft is under the umbrella of crime. Okay. <laughs> it's just I'm losing confidence whether
0: or not all the stories are about crime now. <laughs> this is a great story. It's from the New Shopper. No journalist listed, but okay. I bet my bottom dollar is Patrick Grafton Green. Right. 10th of December. Only a couple of days ago, Rob. Fake workmen put up false signs and steal paving stones in Ainsford. Fake workmen have fooled Ainsford residents by putting up false signs and making off with paving stones. Kent police are asking for information about the bizarre incident which took place last month in Riverside. It appears the fraudsters erected pretend signage and then scarpered with the paving stones sometime between November 19th and November 20th investigating officer PC Robert Sayer from Seven Oaks District Neighbourhood Policing Team said the local councillors informed there were no work scheduled in the area at that time. We have spoken to a witness who recalled seeing men in the area but there could be others who noticed people or vehicles in the area uh, who, who did not realise they were witnessing an incident which would later be reported as a crime. So basically they're saying you might have seen some workmen digging up the road and you didn't realise actually a crime was taking place. It's
1: quite an elaborate theft to actually make signs Here's just to steal some
0: paving stones. So
1: look, and they took a lot. Describe the picture. Uh, well, it looks like it's. Well, I'm guessing it was once a, a pavement that has sort of, sort of cobbled stones. Really, I mean, and they put up. They put up fake. You know, well, sorry, they have put up sort of. Uh, they've got
0: plastic what, barriers there. Plastic barriers and fake signs. Are
1: these fake signs? Because they look like real signs to me. Well, yeah,
0: I guess real signs have been stolen. Presumably, I don't yeah. know. Um, now, comments on this story, Ron, Because I didn't. I just thought my oh. initial. Th- thought of reading that story was why would you
1: be stealing paving stones? It sounds like a load of old cobblers to me.
0: Very good, Roy. Thanks. South London Bird says the moving caravan squad thieving sods bet they're on somebody's driveway now having, having been charged the earth for the job. Jippo Joe says, "Yep, some fly-by-night builder with a reputation for dissolved businesses buys them off the tea leaves from the Caravan Club, then employs Eastern Europeans for 40 quid or day, 40 quid or less a day to lay them for some poor old OAP. If only people would not use white man van builders, white van man builders. Sorry, here today, gone tomorrow.
1: Isn't it quite ironic that he's called Jippo Joe commenting on apparent the, the Caravan Brigade?" That's
0: why he's qualified to comment, Rob. Oh, yeah. Cookster says police became suspicious when they found out that they had worked all day with just one break and <laughs> finished the job completely before leaving. And uh, my favourite comment here, Highway Warrior simply says, same thing happened in Canterbury recently with Yorkstone paving. Scumbags. Hmm. Pick another number, Rob, from one to seven. Two. Excluding the ones you've already chosen, of course. From the... or I think... I think no, not all the stories from the new shopper, but most of them are. Ch- Mark Chandler. 5th of December, bungling Lewisham bank gun teens flee on DLR, yards from Europe's largest police station. Bungling... But bungling Lewisham bank gun teens is a good is episode. a good episode, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Is this the worst getaway ever? Two bungling teens spotted carrying a gun into a Lewisham bank were arrested after trying to flee on the DLR, yards from Europe's largest police station.
1: Sorry. <laughs> so they walked into a bank with a gun... And then tried to escape on the DLR. On London Transport. <laughs> on DLR, yeah.
0: But, but yards away from Europe. L- I didn't know Lurgeon Police Station was the largest police station in Europe you want to thought that it doesn't say mean, much for, for, for the police stations of other European countries does it does it? say a lot about Lewisham though But <laughs> <laughs> well, it does yeah. um, officers were called out to Lewisham High Street yesterday at around 3.45pm after reports that two men entered a bank carrying a firearm armed police tracked the two people down on the train at Lewisham DLR station which lies across the road from the enormous local police station brilliant,
1: brilliant. why would you get the DLR isn't fast either, you know. And also, Lucian the end of the line, so you'd, you'd actually have to wait for the train you, to depart. Yeah, yeah you,
0: you, you sit there for quite some time before it goes. They were arrested, and an imitation firearm was recovered from the scene. comments Rob Cookster says, "I hope they remembered to touch out their oysters before being hauled away." yep true. Good point. You don't want to get charged yep. that. Extra exactly. Yeah, then. yeah. And South London Bird says, "Typical numbnuts."
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Rob, pick one more story between one uh, and seven.
1: Let's go with seven.
0: My father's story. Oh. So this is our, this, a coincidence. Yeah, it's, no, it actually is. Oh, this is the story segment of the week, Rob. It's from The Bournemouth Echo Now by Miriam Phillips. Uh, no date on the story, weirdly enough. Um, and the headline is Stolen Prosthetic Arm Discovered in a Second Hand Shop in Bournemouth. <laughs> okay. A stolen prosthetic arm has been uncovered at a second hand shop sparking a search for its owner. The unusual and distinctive arm is a Nasco Life Stroke Form Advanced Injection Arm. What? <laughs> form Advanced Injection okay. Arm is a good example. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. And it's primarily used That's for like training. A sex toy. <laughs> a Form Advanced Injection Arm. <laughs> <laughs> Ribbed. Yeah. It's primarily used for training people to take blood samples. Oh. Detective Constable Adam Woolman of Bournemouth CID said during the course of an investigation, police recovered a number of items from a second-hand shop, including this arm. I believe this item may have been in a vehicle either on or around November 25th. Inquiries have already been made with local hospitals. It's an unusual article. We hope that someone recognises it and can help us find the rightful owner. Please contact us as soon as possible if you have any information that assists with the investigation. Would you like to see a picture, Rob, of the said arm? Certainly would. Uh, as some of the commenters pointed out it's actually not a prosthetic arm because it's an arm that's used for medical purposes. No, not at all. Two are different. That's amazing. This reminds me so basically
1: of... it's to it's to where to get the the I suppose the uh, in, uh, the needle into the arm to find the vein. You have to describe the picture of where on, uh, on. It looks like a basically seven arm in a case. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Isn't it? Well, it is. I suppose effectively. For some reason, this
0: story is reminding me of something from League of Gentlemen. Oh yeah, no, I can, there's a the joke it's... shop owner who has a prosthetic arm. Doesn't it go missing? Oh, that's true.
1: Oh, she doesn't. see how his arm amputated at one stage? She then has a has a, a woman's arm sewn on. That's it. something like that. Yeah. Does oh, it, does is it, like it the mind
0: of an arm of a psychopath or something?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Does it say whether the uh, the um, burglars were armed, or where it was lifted Rob, from? You're preempting the comments. Or if anyone's been fingered,
0: would you sexually? You, would you like? <laughs> well, you have ruined the comments. But what... <laughs> Sorry. would you now like to hear a long stream of? Comments as puns. Of course. Frank Tank says, an arm has been uncovered at a second hand shop. And he said, surely this pun is intended. Mm. Uh, SM Hinto says, surely the long arm of the law will have this one covered. Yep. Boya oh Boy says, is the thief armless? Did he just take it to keep his hand in? Stolen from a vehicle? Was this possibly an army lorry? No. No. no? It doesn't make any that sense, lorry? that one. No. No. <laughs> he says, we have a right to know about these and other important facts. Grazer says, probably stolen by an unarmed burglar who legged it immediately afterwards, leaving no fingerprints. On a more serious note, if the police don't know the rightful owner, how can they be sure it was stolen rather than dumped? Who, who would take that to a charity shop? Narvel says, this is handy. Uh, Sergeant McNutt says, police will be hoping to arrest a suspect. Terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. That yeah, is bad. Huey says, uh, uh, even if they're fingered, they will only get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Uh, Susie Girl says somebody might give their arm and a leg to buy it. (laughs) Nikki Nudar says police are looking for a one-armed bandit. Madras says I go out on a limb on this one and say give it some time and someone will finger the light-fingered thief who eventually tried to palm it off via the second-hand shop. I hope they nail whoever stole it. They need to knuckle down and find a proper job out of arm's way put a lot of effort into that that's good there's, uh, yeah, there's work there rather cryptic Colorado. I'm wondering if you understand what this means Big Tone just says it's a scouse loofer
1: scouse loofer
0: yeah so is he suggesting this is what liver puddlings use in the bath to wash their backs
1: Or well, I assume so or maybe they'd they would use this in line that they use their hands to wipe their ass with I like the word scouse loofer though the, the term scouse loofer
0: yeah yeah hmm. uh, Rich says something's afoot here yeah. No, no, it's well, not. It's an arm. Is it's it? It? an arm. Yeah. Understated says. Thankfully, the thief was unarmed when they caught him. Lelbull said it's <laughs> armless enough.
1: Alex, I, I think Afc
0: <laughs> Ibby says just goes to show that second arm dealers will buy anything. Doesn't even, even make sense.
1: No. <laughs> second arm? No, no. Is it <laughs> <Yeah>. he... <laughs> second arm dealers? So he is he trying to go for sort? Of, I don't know. Second hand, I suppose, yeah, or. But... It's, it's poor. Yeah. It's it's, it's weapon stealers? No, it's not anyway. No. Should shouldn't have bothered. No.
0: Well Rob, have you got some stories for us? I think even my last story put me to sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Alex, and I, I know we don't tend to feature uh, sentimental stories that often, but I felt it was needed. This is this is a corker. Um Rob, this is gonna be a serious story that I'm... No it's love. not, it's not a serious story. Well, no, it's not. It's not about loss or well. I don't think it is, um, and you'll see why I said that afterwards. But just to say, all three stories this week are from the Swindon Advertiser. This is a Swindon special. Um, but we should begin. What happened to the Woodford Recorder? Uh, there's no decent stories in there this week. Oh,
0: so you have you have you have discovered it again? Oh
1: and yeah, so, no, well, you, you, no, no, you, you, no, no, no. You, you questioned for a while whether it exists. No, no, no. Uh, I I still can't find it. It's. It, I've just I've just taken all. This, I've been taking stories from the, the Guardian, not that one. Um, because it's a lot easier For not me, the Traitorous Guardian not the Traitorous Guardian no mm-hmm. the, the local uh, Epping Waltham Forest Chingford and uh, other parts of East London no I guess I can't remember there's, there's four places it mentions anyway moving on so the story is by uh, Marion can I just say Rob we're wearing identical sweaters I mean literally
0: I, d- I don't want to say where mine's from and please do, don't you say where I yours is from We've cut this because we both know where they're from.
1: Yeah, but we, our listeners don't need to know. No, that's but true. But this is an identical v-neck sweater. How long have even had yours?
0: And are you are wearing yours without a t-shirt underneath yeah. showing chest hair?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's, mine tends to look manly. Yeah. Um, I think this is, considering where I bought it from, I think this may be at least five years old. No, mine isn't that old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine does actually like a slight sweat. hole in the armpit. No, mine is just it's <laughs> a bit sweaty. Uh, the story by Marion uh, Savoy. Savoy's must be French. Irishman desperate to locate long lost girlfriend from Swindon. Irishman desperate to locate long lost girlfriend from Swindon. What? What did he lose her one day when they were out? What? Uh, no, Alex. Uh, unfortunately, they, they they met in their youth and uh, they separated, and he lost her. So this is like there's something about Mary. He was deported story? back to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is there's something about Mary's
0: story then, isn't yeah, it? He, he's yeah. He's still pining for after all these years. Yeah. Basically.
1: they parted 40 years, years ago but an Irishman who never forgets his first love is hoping to be reunited with a Swindon woman he always regretted leaving behind George I 63 of County you know what you should do
0: he should just go to Swindon and just drive around those roundabouts endlessly and
1: eventually she'll show up oh, well, I thought you could suggest that he, was, he, was, he could drive around the roundabouts, to try and turn back time and not e- even go. better yeah there's a good idea there Rob hmm. do has got legs is that, is that a TV show in that yes hmm um, George I 63 of County Mayo, and Sylvia Holland uh, had been neighbours in Walcott for several years before they began going out in a bit to get close to the young uh, s- sorry <laughs> pharmacy student the bold 19 year old the young roo- pharmacy student yes why is this relevant <laughs> it's not uh, the, the bold 19 year old rude roo- her sister Dorothy who soon became aware of his ploys to seduce Sylvia So I'm confused you're saying <laughs> his, if he had a neighbour that he fancied who yes. was Pharmacy student.
0: Yes, and his his idea to try and win her heart was to go out with, <laughs> with her, sister. her sister. sister? <laughs> Why didn't he woo her? I don't know. So he shagged her sister, and then said,
1: and hoped that the reputate, his good his reputation as a fantastic lover. <laughs> as an adulterer. <laughs> yeah, uh, and but obviously the uh, the sister got wise to it. Um, the pair fell in love, but after years, after nearly four years, George begrudgingly, begrudgingly, followed his his parents. Saying you're saying it worked. Yeah. So you're saying he went out with his sister, and by
0: virtue of going out with his sister, he got to go out with the other sister.
1: Yes, and they were together for four
0: years. Old. And this didn't cause any friction in the family. That,
1: that is not. Can I just well, say? Irish. I'm
0: not sure about his uh, his his idea. No, no, he's Irish. I'm no. not sure about his ideas there about how to approach matters of love. If that was his idea. But the trouble is, it clearly I not know what, because,
1: Yeah, but it just sounds manipulative. Yeah, that's true. No, I can't. I can't. I can't disagree with that. Unfortunately. Um, George grudgingly followed his parents when they came they chose to move back to Ireland in the early 1970s putting an end an abrupt end to their fledgling rela- uh, romance a year after his return no, to his homeland with
0: the, the troubles why they went back
1: are you trying to suggest they were terrorists well, I'm just saying you said the 70s It just seemed a bit of a coincidence thought, to be honest Alex I don't think anyone would blow a Swindon I hope those aren't famous last words <laughs> uh, um Yeah, so a year after returning to his homeland, Sylvia visited him for a brief holiday. This was the last time they ever saw each other. Um, His curtail relationship soon became a vague yet dark memory. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is a very strange phrase. Rob, please. A vague but dark memory is our episode (laughs) (laughs) title.
0: And that is is just a great title for Stop Breathing, A TV show, an album... (laughs)
1: A vague, but dark, dark and and As George buried himself in his printing job and started buried a new himself. life. Buried that's what it says As George buried himself in his printing job, and started a new life near Dublin. What <laughs> can you imagine printing out endless pictures of her? I reckon that was it, and just literally in different, in different sort of uh, and guises. It just walks in this. It's just in his office, just pictures of her covering, covering the walls. Well, bearing in mind that he's still carrying a torturer for forty years on, it's, it's this man's a, a stalker, isn't he? It, it's a fair point, actually. Yeah, well, he's sixty-three now, and they parted. So they met when he, when she was nineteen. So, so twenty-three when she split up. So yeah, forty years. Oh, it says in the story, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but thanks for doing the maths anyway. <laughs> no. Thought, it's always good thing. it's always good to double check this <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know I'm, it's just what an I'm not really sure whether the facts are correct mm. uh, but when George slipped in the street and hit his head on a car wing mirror <laughs> for which he had to undergo brain surgery <laughs> to, use, to reduce the swelling on his brain is he good? do you want to read that again? <laughs> we're going to have to go back there's too much to take in <laughs> But when George slipped in the street and hit his head on a car wing mirror, yeah. for which he had to go to... I'm sorry. Brain surgery for meaning a car wing mirror. Was
0: the car moving at the time? That only makes sense if he slipped and the car ploughed into him. A car wing mirror, brain surgery. I mean, what do he slip on? A car wing... They, they, they tend to be plastic. That sounds dodgy to me. I don't believe that that's how he got this head injury. <laughs> Are you going back to the terrorist thing again? Yeah, I think
1: it was an a failed-aborted attack on Swindon. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I, can't, I can't imagine how he would himself, going back to a few episodes, on a car wing mirror. I mean, most of them were plastic, and surely only would have... Well, been quite low place.
0: down. If you think about it, you slip, he must have slipped and fallen over, foot forward, and the front of his head hit the car wing mirror. I can't
1: think how he could have slipped backwards and hit one. I mean, he could have. The whole thing mm. is well tragic comic. either way I mean he had to undergo surgery to reduce the swelling on his brain however it brought back the cherished moments spent with Celia. F- uh, sorry <laughs> it brought the cherished moments spent with Celia flooding back why I don't know maybe, maybe, maybe I was part of their youth I don't know maybe they went around hitting the heads on wing mirrors right or slipping in the street who knows despite the surgeon's prognosis that his memory would suffer rather than improve about three three years ago I had the accident he said the surgeon said I would lose my memory, but after six months, I started remembering things. I remembered to features. Um, features.
0: Can I just ask, then, because bearing in mind that his last attempts to woo this girl 40 years ago all hinged on, or more than that, all hinged on getting to know her sister in a yeah. romantic sense, his new uh, attempt at trying to woo her is to say, I'm brain damaged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're the first person that came to mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. It's not, I mean, it's not the best <laughs> opening <laughs> gambit, is it? <laughs> this man's an idiot. <laughs> well, well, this is a simple Irish man. It's true. Um, I'm not sure why we broke up. I am regretting not being with her my whole life. Why did they break up and never mentioned. She came, well, over they, and she, it, she came over on a holiday to Ireland then the relationship mysteriously ended. Yeah, that's true. You think if you've you that to made maybe try and make some more contact? Yeah. It's only when the memories came back I realised how much uh, how much war I'm guessing he mister right yeah uh, I was a little bit older than Celia she was 19 and I was 20 or 21 years old we had been together for 3 or 4 years when I went. he doesn't to even remember how old he was Alex he can remember her features that's enough right. when he says features what does he mean I think these features might change somewhat in 40 years but what does he mean by features you know yeah you're right yeah. pervert <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go and I was reluctant to leave her when she came for three weeks, I was struggling financially, and I couldn't go back to Swindon. So, so, so that's why it didn't no, I'm out. assuming so. He was living in some cesspit God, that's in, really, in Ireland. That's really quite depressing. You're struggling financially, and, and despite that, things being that bad, you also want to move back to Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to do well in life before I went back, and that was the last time I ever saw her. So, he,
0: so, he, so again, so he thought, I'm going to make that a go of my life, yep. and return back. To, to woo her all over again and in the four years that, happened, that never happened no he,
1: well he, he can't have Alex because he threw himself into the printing business right yeah um, I've had a couple of relationships but nothing compared to what I had with Sylvia I called her Celia you called her Celia on though oh, the... sorry no it is Sylvia sorry <laughs> you called her Celia earlier oh, no it is Sylvia I do apologise uh, I never really got over her although George recently sorry received brief updates on Celia from her mother who admit <laughs> He's in contact with her mother. <laughs> this guy was doing all of them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the mum and the sisters. Who religiously sent him a Christmas card every year. Yeah. Religiously <laughs> sent him a Christmas card every yep. year. That's, that's what month. it says. Yeah. Uh, he was not is able any to. Any Christmas card in, by virtue of it being Christmas, religious? But surely, if he's in contact with the mother, it's not going to be that difficult to <laughs> track it down, is it? No, unless the mum doesn't want to tell her. <laughs> So keep reading this, I'm intrigued. He was not able to gather much much information about her new life. When the festive notes... So the mum's being shifty about Oh, here we go. Okay. When the festive notes stopped abruptly three years ago, George found himself becoming more curious about his first love. So maybe the mother died. Well, we don't know. No. Or, or thought, like, we need this weirdo out of our lives. Um, he even placed an advert in the advert... uh Announcement uh, section in the bid to reconnect. She would be 61 now. I just want a chance to get in touch with her. <laughs> I would love to talk to her and know what happened to her. She probably got married and maybe has children all I know is that her mother wrote to me that all her dreams had come true oh that's not good Rob
0: uh, I I think it's worth spending time on this story because it's 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 a classic isn't it
1: is is there some things you you feel you need to say there's a couple of
0: things I want to just ask I want you to continue the story in a second is there more
1: no there's a um, there's a few comments but But we what are you going to say this is a very risky
0: thing he's doing right hmm He's been, he's had this wha- knock to the head, right? Yeah. The memories of her have come flooding back, and now he just wants to see her again. But the problem that he's got is that once you put in this much effort, yeah. and once you take out adver- advertisements in papers, yeah. and everything, you're already kind of committed to it. So what if she him and said, "Yes, I'd love to meet"? He doesn't know at this point what she's like, what she's going to look like, anything. He can't, he, he can't turn up mirror and go. Yeah, no, actually, it's not doing it anymore <laughs> because you've already committed, Dennis. The, the other thing to say
1: is, is that this man, what's his name? Uh, his name is George. George, listen to me. If you're listening
0: to this podcast, you met this girl when you were 19, yeah. And I, all I'd say to you is, is that you know that's your memory of her, yeah, mm. as a 19 year old, and pretty much you know all 19 year olds look good. That's fair to say. Uh, you, you you know. Alex, That's I, all I'm saying.
1: I've kept this from you because a commenter give us a uh, give us a bit of an update on Sylvia. She passed away last year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, this now. I was a funeral director and she's dead. That's can can you imagine? That'd be awful, wouldn't it? Although I hope they wouldn't put that as a comment on on an article. <laughs> Just a simple two words: she's dead. Um, anyway, so the commenter is um, Umkar. He says uh, Silver married Anthony Lowe in 1979 according to Jeans Reunited I love the fact this person went out and researched it yeah uh, I wouldn't be very surprised if one of uh, sorry I wouldn't be very pleased if one of my wife's exes came out of the world and wanted to catch up yeah but 50% of all marriages end in divorce so he's got a one in two chance that she's still single that's good and I expect Mr Lowe would feel the same I hope all turns out happily uh, Big Barry comments is saying weirdo uh, <laughs> surprised you he the her printed this Someone responds to the comment about uh, uh, Sylvia remarrying just uh, saying, remaraging? Yeah, remarrying. Remarrying, sorry, yeah. Uh, just sort of taking issue by saying, why give him the info if you think it's wrong? Idiot. Um, and uh, the very last comment comes from Oik1, <laughs> uh, quoting the article. I love so the he- fact that if they're Oik1, they must have already been an Oik. <laughs> of course the article say all I know is that the mother wanted, uh, wrote to me telling that all her dreams come true and that being the case the best thing to do would be get all your own life because if the above doesn't speak volumes then you're certainly missing the point of the message given <laughs> one oddly disturbing story to run in a local paper do you know what I reckon he's going to do after this <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> which I think is a fair point <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know what he's going to do now right there's one more there's one more coming oh, after boy, this yeah. say what you say, it, say, it, say,
0: it, say it. you know what he's going to do now he's going to write back to the mum go
1: well how's her sister then <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking at a, a story this week um, because <laughs> Keith Chapman is doing Pantomime in Swindon again Um. um and I did, I did consider it, but then I thought, he's too much of a tragic case anyway. And um, i know,
0: moving from one tragic case to
1: another. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for some reason, it wasn't really sort of bringing attention to the fact he's doing Pantomime, it's the fact that he was, he played a game of Swindon Monopoly. Right. That's why right, Alex, Swindon's got a, a, his own version of Monopoly. Right. This stuff goes back to... Are they all know all the properties, like the names of Roundabout. They're just all derelict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Do you know what? I actually think the Magic Roundabout is actually on the... Anyway, so the story is by Katie Bond. It's going back a bit. It's from the 11th of October. Swindon Monopoly game is launched. Going back a bit? It's two months old. Yeah, well, I missed it first time around. Mm. Swindon's very own uh, Monopoly board game will be launched in spectacular style today. No, I'm
0: sorry. The company who make Monopoly are not releasing an official version for Swindon. They are. It's impossible. They'd never make any money off of this. Uh,
1: they, 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 I know it's, it's amazing, but they actually, there's actually a Swindon Monopoly. Right. Members of the public are invited along, excuse me, to the official launch of the game this morning, as the, excuse me, I do apologise, listeners, as the town's brass band marks the occasion by belting out money, house, and hotel themed songs. Money themed songs, house themed songs. I, I thought we were talking about the genre, house. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to hear that, but uh, and and also hotel themed songs. So I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Can we think of it? So I am to say Hotel California there is, a, there is our house mention. yeah uh, that's one that's mentioned actually money 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 by Abba that uh, yeah that, that, that's also mentioned actually that's the two songs that are listed right. that's very impressive Alex Yeah. Thank you. Uh, choose will include our house made famous for madness and Abba's money 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 yeah, did well. <laughs> um, we'll sound out at the exact moment the first uh, board to roll off the presses is opened and played by the top hat man and women sorry men and women the official ceremony at Steam, which is, for those who don't know, the Museum of the Great Western Railway, um, the identities of 22 Swindon landmarks uh, appearing on the property sites on the board, replacing the likes of Mayfair and Trafalgar Square, will be revealed. A host of popular venues have earned a spot on the board, including Lydian Park, Cote Water, Brewery, and the Brunel Shopping Centre. They must have really struggled to fill all those, because there's a lot of squares
0: on Monopoly. They must have really struggled. You know, because London... You know, easy. You know, when I was younger, Rob, mm. I assumed for many years, I would say up until I was about 20, mm. I assumed that there was one version of Monopoly, which was the London version. I didn't know there were different versions of it, mm. so I thought that, because I thought Monopoly, any if you bought it in America, it had Trafalgar Square, Pall Mall, Mayfair, I thought it was the same. I didn't realise that it was localised. And when I found that out, I was very upset.
1: Why? I don't know. The, uh, the Monopoly, Swindon Edition, will go on shelves at exactly the same time as the board that is officially launched. A giant five-foot replica of the board will also be unfurled. How the hell are they making
0: money out of this? Is, is
1: Swindon some sort of cult city?
0: It but is, but not, not for the right reasons. are
1: going to buy it. See, I'm going to stick up for Swindon now because I do feel it gets an unfair rap. I mean, well, I wasn't
0: having a go at Swindon. I was just no, saying. no, no, I'm not
1: saying you were, but uh, I mean, if you ignore the fact, if you told me they were making a Manchester Monopoly, I'd say that is the loser. Yeah, yeah, a Glasgow Monopoly. <laughs> that would just be filled with pubs. Would it and just be steelworks abandoned? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Were there any steelworks in
0: Glasgow? I'm just making assumptions.
1: steelworks in Glasgow? I don't think there were. There were definitely uh, shipyards. Yeah. Uh, I think if you look at steelworks, you go to Corby in Northamptonshire. Which, ironically, is filled with Scottish people. They could do a sort of northern version with just each square is an abandoned mine.
0: <laughs> and then instead of the row, you have, like, union workers. And just rows of terrace houses. Yeah. Just abandoned. You know, the, the union association. <laughs> You've got to give money to them, you know that.
1: Yeah. You you have to attend... Uh, you know, you have your dole appointments. Instead of going directly to jail, you have to go... So, yeah, that's yeah, instead of go, you go via the dole office. Yeah. Um... What other and maybe you, you? I don't know. Community chest, you get a whip it or something. Um, pick up a flat cap. That That's that in James's park. Would actually. be on there. Oh yes, that's right. You have like four there.
0: key football stadiums you know, that people use to ease the misery of living in that area.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and obviously, I think the the pieces would be, um, as I said, maybe a piece of coal, uh, a flat cap, um, a cane, possibly um, something. Just uh, I don't know some object. Just. Uh, representing depression or misery. What about a very small turd? <laughs> I like that. It's nice. <laughs> uh, minus pick. Um, anyway. We are extremely excited about it, said Dan Taylor, head of custom games, at w- winning moves. Earlier in the year, the news that a board game would be produced and announced, uh, Swindlers were invited to vote as to which uh, town property landmarks would be selected to swap places with London, the famous London landmarks. The new uh, Swindon edition will be available online as well as the following retailers, Smiths, Toys R Us, W. Smiths, The Works, and Water-Stones. I don't know. Water-Stones? Yeah. The bookshop? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why they decided to have it. Uh Winning Moves UK already report, uh, report that inquiries to buy the board come, have come from all over the world, including Australia, the USA and Canada. well, anyway, Alex, that's where it's going to go. Mm. People apparently in, in Australia are keen to play the Swindon edition of Monopoly. Uh, the price is £24.99. There's a few more details. The Swindon edition of Monopoly adds a great local twist to the timeless joy of ripping off and bankrupting friends and loved ones. <laughs> What's impressive about the Swindon edition is the attention to detail. It isn't just a case of picking random uh, local street names from the air and slapping them all over the standard spaces on the board. Care has been taken to group the the, uh, the colours by theme. The pink properties, for example, have a Swindon Town FC, Swindon Speedway and Swindon Wildcats, replacing Northumberland Avenue, Whitehall and Pall Mall. Reputable, obviously. Um, I'm not sure who the Swindon Wildcats are. I'm guessing they're a basketball team. I need to find that out. Uh, the Swindon advertiser replaces Fleet Street as a red property alongside the National Trust and Are you got to go Park. through every fucking square. Yes, I am, Alex. I just a few know. more. Just a few more. While the Steam Museum, the Brunel Centre, and the Railway Village replace Vine Street, Marlborough Street, and Bow Street. Mm. Swindon Station replaces Marlborough and is joined by Thames Transport, Barnes Coaches, and the M4. <laughs> Uh, And just to say, the community chess and chance cards have also been given a complete Swindon makeover. Examples include, your letter gets printed in the Swindon Advertiser, you fall asleep on the train and end up in Bristol, and you're given the main part in the Swindon Wyverns pantomime this year. Even the money is marked the Swindon edition.
0: Could I just say that, going back to the last story about that bloke and his... You know, l- remembering the woman from however many years ago. They originally met in Swindon. Yes, I've just heard. got a horrible image now of him. Now he, now now he knows that she's married or isn't available. He's just going to buy that board game and just play it on his own, going round and round, remembering the nice times they had in these locations.
1: Do you reckon he will take one of the little greenhouses and just like I don't know, right, and just sort of Sylvia's house and just put it next to him? Maybe has a house, i two houses on yeah, there. Yeah, or, we'll
0: or probably take where it and there. just write bitch on it.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> that. Maybe Sylvia, Sylvia's sister's house, Sylvia's mum's house. Yeah. And, and he then make get, love to them. Yeah.
0: Oh, right, Rob, we've got time now for me to just read out maybe one story, because all my stories are short. So, going back to my. Oh, the dubious theme of crime and bizarre crimes. Would you like to pick, Rob, another story? You can't even remember what you picked, can you? I think
1: I uh, I did seven, five, three. So let's go with one. I think that's probably a safe bet. I don't want to do
0: one, so I'm going to pick one.
1: Right. I'm going to do, Rob, this one.
0: And it's not really that much of a story. I just like the headline. It's by Mark Chandler. It's from the 3rd of December. Forest Hill fried chicken robbers leg it after takeaway worker fights back. Good for him. Forest Hill fried chicken shop Robbers which I also wanted as an episode that's title, a good episode title legged it from a takeaway worker who fought back police are still hunting two members of the trio who entered favourite fried chicken and if my friend who's an accountant is listening to this you'll know that about my long history with favourite fried chicken uh, around 6.20pm one man Ashley Rose Green climbed over the counter and hit a member of staff repeatedly in his face demanding he remove the cash till okay. another man shouted encouragement <laughs>
1: Not the staff member. <laughs> Go on, hit him! Hit him. He's a bastard.
0: <laughs> While the third person stood outside the shop to stop customers getting in. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we're closed. <laughs> when the employee was unable to remove the till, Rose Green tried to rip it out himself, but was stopped from doing so and ran from the shop. What's his name? Rose Green. Ro?
1: It- He's a man? Ashley Rose Green. Oh, right. Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's his first name? That's very effeminate. <laughs> He's a gangsters, wrong. Right? <laughs> he looks... Ashley
0: Rose Green looks very familiar to me. Does he, Alex? Yeah, that's a bit worrying. I don't don't know him, no.
1: Did he go to your school? Uh, I don't know. Will we shop him into police? He looks very familiar. I'm
0: going to stop reading this story out
1: now. (laughs) I just want to
0: leave it. But Papalay says, lock him up and throw away the key, no one cares. Oh, nice! (laughs) Okay. And Bearded Jogger says, not the brightest bulb in the box, is he? Scum like him and his mates pick on hard-working shop workers to rob another type to knock over mothers with their children in their attempts to escape from justice. No, no assertion. Well, why what was that did. correlation, mate? <laughs> Let's hope he's inside on Xmas Day. Now, that would cheer me up knowing, knowing this scumbag was behind bars with his fellow oik's. You can you just imagine him tucking into his turkey on Christmas Day, taking satisfaction. I just imagine scumbags he's never met are in jail. For With crimes. each bite, he
1: just he, he, he just the laugh gets slowly louder. <laughs> just sits there by himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day, exactly. And Rob,
0: the last story for this week is it familiar to a story that you once read out It's by Patrick Grafton Green. Yay. Again. 2nd of December, Beckenham woman furious as charity bags are stolen from outside her home.
1: Mm. Now, you read out a very similar story once, didn't you? You don't think about the couple out there, their washing stolen from outside their house. Yeah, I'm swear you did one about charity bags as well. It's possible. Charity
0: bags filled <coughs> with donated goods are being stolen from outside homes across Bromley, new shopper can reveal. Beverly Fergar of Burbeck Road, Beckenham, who has suffered at the hands of the crooks a number of times, which is actually not very far from where this friend of mine, I believe, the accountant lives, so don't leave the charity shop stuff outside your house. Does he go no? to charity? Uh, probably not. Right. She claims Steve's approached the houses in a white van before snatching the bags and running off. The 55-year-old said it happened again this morning. I've got these six charity bags in my boot, and I got one out for a leukemia charity. I put the bag out at 7.35am and went upstairs to brush my teeth and finish getting ready for work. But when I came back down at 7.45am, the bag was gone. I never understand why these people do this.
1: Why didn't you just put the bag inside the house, close the door, then brush your teeth? Or, or, or why? Just make sure you're already ready to go out before leaving the bag outside. Well, apparently people do this. She says, the charity say and they're going to come, it was a poor and come collection? Oh, collection. Yeah. Okay, right, between okay. 8 and 6pm. 8am
0: and 6pm, that's a big fat That's window, a big window. <laughs> it? So it can't have been then. And I had noticed it going before 8 a.m. before. Around three months ago, a white van drove up, a woman got out, took the bag and ran off. I've spoken to a few people, it seems to be common around Beckenham. It's been happening more and more over the last eighteen months. She added, it's immoral, it is wrong. It's a charity, isn't it? These people don't have any principles at all. And I assume she's not talking about the charity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's council uh, scum. Council uh,
0: scum, and doing it. And it goes on. Now my thing about story, Rob, is if you're gonna commit a crime, right, and you're gonna steal stuff. You, you, it's a fairly low profit margin you're going to make if any, you know on these chat on the people chuck out shit to charity. You're not going to find gems in these bags. Yeah, no. I mean, if, if literally if, or metaphorically,
1: if um the cause the kind of stuff they giving to charity is anything like the stuff I give to charity, it's stained, holy. You know, God knows what's in there? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not going to be a a, a a fantastic find, is it? Let's be honest. No, I just think if you're going to steal something, steal
0: something that's worth some cash.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or you know, or wait to the charity shop at least washed it and then steal it from there.
0: Hmm.
1: Concerned Iris says, "Unfortunately, this is
0: happening again and again. There are such scum lowlife about that need to steal from charity." <laughs> Madras says, "Agree. This is a crime and should not be happening, but." She says she has suffered at the hands of the crooks a number of times. Many of the collections that are not theft are for-profit companies that give the charities a very small commission. Not necessarily the case here, of course. So, um, how about you don't leave them on your doorstep? Take direct to a charity shop? Mm? Fair point. Applause says the white van man, folk woman, gets the blame again. But seriously, it is bad. I've had numerous items taken from my front garden, and even from the top of my steps. If it's not nailed or cemented down, then expect it to go. The other day, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. When the delivery man left my parcel in the
1: green dustbin the day before pickup, if he had left it on my doorstep, it could have been nicked. I think it's fair to say that I mean the white van man has been fingered twice in this episode. First for uh, I just take an issue with that commentary. He said that if it's not cemented down, I think from the far- first story we can prove that even if <laughs> it is cemented down, they'll still steal it. <laughs> still steal it.
0: Wasn't it that? Yeah, yeah. Here, the fact says many charity shops will collect bags or items by phoning them. Explain that you are able to take it to shop it's not very well written it is common to who the charity it is common for bags to be stolen even bags left outside charity shops are stolen yeah. it appears to be a god give right to take when challenged it's left there I'm poor or no one looking many of these bags are stolen then the items end up being sold at boot fairs so next time so what's a boot fair when at a boot sale buying
1: your bargains on the cheap where's it come from it's a flourishing trade gibberish <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm guessing that's from someone whose English as a man is not their first language. <laughs> and Jippo Joe, normally writes quite coherent comments,
0: just says, You'll get this from dodgy men in white vans, builder types, knockers is what they are, dissolved businesses, anything to earn a tanner merchants, probably after sniffing any old drawers, although ladies' bicycle saddles is what they prefer most.
1: Slightly cryptic there.
0: Yeah, and on that confusing comment, Rob, <laughs> I think we should bring this <laughs> podcast to a close. Uh,
1: our listener Story segment of the week will be back in full flow next week. I would just say, just keep sending in your stories. You know, we love to receive them. And obviously, hopefully, if they're good quality, they will feature on the podcast. Yeah,
0: but I had to read out the one from my father this week. Yeah. The Prostate I think we all
1: enjoyed that. Yeah. Take care. And God bless.